0: If you're truly deconstructing, and maybe we should talk about what that means at some point, yeah. but if you're truly deconstructing, you're searching for truth, right. relentlessly searching for right. truth. You're not
1: just trying to tear something down for the sake of it. That's something different. That's not deconstructing. No, that's just leaving
0: the church. Yeah. Go,
1: go. Welcome to the Hope in Real Life podcast with Jason Gore. Our team is passionate and committed to bringing you more hope in the everyday, real areas of your life. If this conversation and content is valuable for you, please do us a favor like subscribe and even share You never know how valuable it could be to share a little bit of hope with someone else. Let's get the conversation started Welcome to this episode of Hope in Real Life Podcast, and I'm here with my good friend Ben Foote, who, depending on how we roll the episodes out, they've already heard one episode with you, or maybe they haven't yet. Who knows? But if you don't know, Ben is a good friend of mine, uh, also a pastor, a teacher. Uh, a dad uh, and a husband. And, you know, I, I use this regularly when I try to explain to people, you, you're just one of the most normal guys, down to earth guys that I've ever met in my entire life. I completely respect that about you. Um, so thanks for being here with us yeah, uh, again on this episode. And um, we're going to be talking about deconstruction mm-hmm. and, uh, and what that really means and, and, and kind of delving into some different areas. But when we did uh, in season one, we talked about uh, mental health physical health, emotional health, and spiritual health worked its way in there as well. And, and so many of our listeners, uh, many of them are Christians, many of them aren't um, on their own spiritual journey. Uh, <clears throat> and so we thought, man, let's just take some time and recognize what's going on right now. What is this idea of deconstruction? Is it beneficial? Is it, is it unhealthy? Uh, how do we interact with people that are going through it? And so I just love to start out by asking, you know, for the sake of our viewers, for the sake of our listeners, Ben, why, why is this topic of deconstruction important to you?
0: This is like I'm super passionate about yeah. this, um, and about doubt. Really, deconstruction in my mind is uh, people who grew up in the church who are now doubting. The fancy word for that is deconstruction, yeah. you know. And the people right. who didn't grow up in church just call it like I, I doubt. I don't believe in any, any right. of that stuff, right? Yeah. I'm passionate about it because like I I did that myself. The term deconstruction wasn't like in vogue when I did it, you know. Um, I did it myself. I felt like there were very few. Christian people around me, um, that were cool with it, which made it a harder process, you know? Um, but ultimately at the end of the day, like I don't get to where I am today without walking through some really, really heavy doubt and searching for truth in the middle of it. And it came with, with, uh, you know, it's kind of almost like an adolescent, like, Flipping the bird to the church phase, yeah, you know right, but like I made it through that and made it through this doubt to where I am today, and I just believe that like I mean, some people not everyone but some people have to walk through that, and I'm passionate because about it because i I just feel like the church in general like it still doesn't like know what to do with it how to handle it
1: and so what's interesting is that i because I I agree with you, and I think there's a lot within the church. Like the moment you say deconstruction uh, of the faith, we get you, you hear nervousness, you hear fear, <laughs> maybe yeah. a bit of anxiety. And you're you're kind of saying the opposite. You're like, hey, it's possible that this idea of deconstruction could lead to a better place for a lot of people. Can you talk about that, dude? Sarah? That
0: was the biggest gift in my spiritual life was deconstruction wow. and doubt. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can get you to a better place. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: and, and what do you think that is a result of? Why could it be better on the other side than it was on, on this side of deconstruction?
0: So my story is that I grew, I grew up in church. I mean, you know, my dad was an elder, um, so I was doing the whole, like, Sunday and Wednesday evenings, and, you know, I did, was there all the time. Yeah. Um, but what I had to, like, deconstruct was I had to start dismantling... I had to separate Jesus from religion okay. and from the yeah. church that I grew up in and the baggage I carried from that church just to figure him out whether or not I wanted whether or not I believed he existed whether or not I believed he was the son of god and had any value for my life like I had to separate those two things Yeah um and there was a season where I just threw both of them out the window I was like I don't need any of this um it can get better though because Dude that if you're truly deconstructing, and maybe we should talk about what that means at some point, yeah. but if you're truly deconstructing, you're searching for truth. Right. Relentlessly searching for right. truth. You're not
1: just trying to tear something down for the sake of it. That's something different. That's not deconstruction. No, that's just leaving the church. Go, yeah.
0: go leave the church if yeah. that's what Opposition, you're doing. Opposition, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Uhhuh. Deconstruction is like I'm going to critically think about what I grew up with. I'm gonna critically think about what the world is offering me to see if like Man, maybe that's a better way to live my life over here. And you're just being critical about it and you're being honest with yourself about what you believe. And it, for me, it led to genuine faith where what I had before was like family. I don't know what it was, dude. It was family heritage or, you know, I got to go to church because it's not worth the conversation I'm going to have at, at lunch later today if I don't. You know, I don't know what it was, but it wasn't faith. Right. Um, yeah, you can get you to a better spot because you're going to, at the end of it, Genuinely believe something.
1: Yeah. Let's see. You and I were talking about this before, uh, a passion I think you and I both have, but speak to, as opposed to just talking about this idea of deconstruction, take a moment, Ben, and talk to the parent or the friend who has another friend who's going through deconstruction or the parent, or the parent who has a child who comes in and says, hey, I don't, I don't really know if I believe what maybe you think I'm supposed to believe. Speak to that parent for a moment just in how they can approach that situation.
0: That's where I felt like I got a little bit wounded um, with everyone except for my dad. My dad handled it really well. Like I am f- will forever be thankful to mm-hmm. the way he handled my doubt. Um, but like, you got to take a breath and realize that like what what we say we believe is that we don't save anybody's soul. Right. But. But do we really believe that? Yeah. You know, because there's a lot of times where we're like, yeah, well, but if my son is going off the rails, I gotta do something about it. Yeah. It's like, well, it's, you know, your responsibility is to relentlessly love that person in your life who's struggling right now. Just relentlessly love them. Yeah. And and let Jesus work in that person's life. Right. You know? Um It just so often it turns to like either it freaks people out, so they don't want to talk about it. Right. Um, so now you've got the elephant in the room that no one's t- talking about. Or it leads to like the fancy term for it is apologetics in Christian world, which right. is really just arguing. Yeah. You know? It's, <laughs> it's with sound arguments. But with still sound arguments. It's logical, <laughs> you know, it's right. a logical debate. Right. You know? Yeah. Um so you know, like how could God be good and let bad things happen? And he's like, Well, let me break it down for you. That that's not gonna help the person who's struggling right now. Yeah. You know, like when I was struggling, I I didn't need the logical argument. I just, I needed some space to be angry and to feel hurt, and it would have been nice if I had people who follow Jesus and were like, yeah, well, yeah, we'll love you anyway, man. Yeah. You, you can keep figuring Jesus out here. Right. You're like,
1: yeah, it's interesting, because you, you said it's either one or two or A or B, and then you've also got this, <clears> or <throat> it really looks to me like, and look, I, my twins are, I have twins that are 15, and I've got another guy who's 12, and so... Uh, they're not deconstructing their faith right now that I'm aware of. Mm -hmm. Um, Not sure how I'd handle myself if they got to that place. I'd like to think that I'd be in a place of where you are right now. But I mean, as a pastor, right, you've got, um, okay, you've got kids, but even if you're just a family that maybe has the family heritage that you talked about, there's this pressure to look like our family has everything together to the outside world. And then we then in turn, what you see is that pressure being imposed on the child, which doesn't help anybody come to a better place. Right? Well,
0: why, where, where does that pressure come from?
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I don't have an answer for you. I mean, I, I think it's because we believe that how other people look at us, well, then our identity is in um, if we're doing a good job as a parent. And then that marker or that scoreboard is, are my children doing what it is that other people expect them to do mm. versus is my school
0: board how well am I loving my child through whatever difficulty mm-hmm. that they're going through. Do that that that's uh, yeah. That's probably why so many people myself included are deconstructing in the first place. Right. Yeah. I spent 18 years in a home where I had to have all my stuff together mm. or else I was a bad Christian. Wow. And again, we talked about this on the other episode. That is a misunderstanding, like a fundamental misunderstanding of what the gospel is, right. yep. you know. Like you're not going I don't know what that is it's not the gospel it's not christianity like the the people who um because i love talking with people and hanging with people who are in the middle of doubt or deconstructing and i i just love it um and what i'll say to people a lot is like dude what you're deconstructing is like is just the church you grew up in yeah or it's that sunday school leader who was just a jerk who up my language (laughs) well done well done (laughs) um you know, that's why you're not deconstructing Jesus. Yeah. Like, you're deconstructing all of the baggage that people like you and me, when we're bad at our jobs, yeah. put, put on him. Right. Um, and I tell people... Can it's I like, just tell
1: you that? That's one of the things, like, I, if I have a fear in leadership, I mean, it's kind of the same thing as a parent, but you're like, I hope I do a lot of things well, and then I hope the things that I do that aren't well, that aren't good, don't mess people up
0: too bad. Right. And no one gets out of the house, you know, without some wounds. Right. And probably people aren't going to get out of the churches that we help lead without some wounds. But the best we can do is to try try to aim true and right. not hurt them. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, but I don't know, dude. Half the people, more than that, that I talk to who are struggling with doubt and deconstructing. It's like the metaphor I use is like, dude. If my son Micah wants to learn to play baseball, that's what he's doing now. I love baseball. Grew up playing it. You know, I watch 162 games a year. You know, I love baseball. <laughs> no. um, and if he wants to learn to play baseball, we go out together, and he's got the mitt on his head and he's kicking the ball around. It's like, dude, I don't know what you're playing, but it's not baseball. Um, and I don't know what what people grew up in, but it's, it wasn't it wasn't Jesus centric or Christianity, yeah. man. Who's your favorite baseball team? Cleveland Guardians.
1: Cleveland Guardians. How's that for you, going for you?
0: Well, dude, they haven't won a World Series since <laughs> 1948. <laughs> 1948. I've, I've been but alive. you knew the year, though. Yeah, I know the year. You knew I'm the year. 38 years old. Let's, let's and I've not seen them win anything cool, dude.
1: <laughs> we are going to take a brief break from our show to let you know about a resource that we are making available to you. If you're looking for a resource on personal development or spiritual enrichment, then you've got to check this out. It's a free tool. Now, free to our listeners. It was not free for us to create, but free for our listeners. Made specifically for anyone who's looking for a bit more hope in their everyday life. Listen to the features. Daily devotions, parenting tips, financial resources, Marriage Insights, there's even a community where you can share prayer requests if you've got things going on in your life and you can see and know that other people are praying for you. This is going to be available in early January. We'll make sure everybody knows. Stay tuned. Keep looking for it. We'll have it out. But listen, tomorrow can be better than today and hope is possible, even in real life. Let's get back to the show. You know, I've got one of these questions written down, is deconstructing trending? was like, okay, yes, people are doing it. We're hearing about it. So let's put someone aside. Why? What are the reasons? What are the reasons? Cause this could be good for people that might be in that place. Like maybe re- really thinking through the why for them, or it could be valuable for people who say you are a follower of Jesus. Like you need to be aware of why other people mm-hmm. would be doing this. So what are you, what are some of the reasons?
0: I, 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 the terms trending, but people have been doing this forever.
1: Thank you for saying that by the way. Yeah, That's this is really great. this point.
0: isn't new. Right. Um, there's just like a new cool term for it. Yeah. Um, so people have been doing it forever. I think that the reason the term is trending and maybe it feels like there's more people in that like young adult age range who are are doing this. I think has two big reasons. Um, one of them is the internet just gave us easy access to all kinds of different worldviews. Yeah. Um, and that's even different from from my time. Like the internet when I was like at the heart of deconstruction or doubt, like. Uh, it was still the thing that you had to do. It made all the noises when it started. It took forever to get on. It wasn't worth it. Right. The page is going Ding, tch, dong, dong, tch. Dong, yeah. dong
1: dong 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 right.
0: dong So I had I had exposure to the worldviews of people who just happened to be around me. And yeah. now it's like, man, you can go engage in anything you want. So the sandbox got bigger for the way that you can think and view the world. Uh, I think that's one key piece. And another thing, dude, is our politics in America are out of control. Yeah. And there's been this inbreeding in my opinion, uh, I'm not saying this is Hope Community Church's opinion. In my opinion, there's been this like really gross inbreeding of Christianity and politics that has has rightfully made some people go like, I don't know if I want anything to do with this.
1: Yeah. yeah. So
0: I think those are two big kind of key factors for why it seems like it's happening more than it did even just 10 years ago. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think I'd add a subset to that one, or or it could be his own point, of, like, how about the church just not well-representing the things of Scripture or the things of Jesus, you know? And so whether that looks like, hey, it seems like the church should probably care for those inside of its community, not just be inclusive, Mm -hmm. like that, and we don't see that. Maybe we need to deconstruct that, or, hey, uh, you know leader made a bonehead decision so the church is just filled with hypocrites well i mean kind of that's kind of the, maybe not hypocrites but the, again the basis of christianity is recognizing we don't have our stuff all together but mm-hmm. then there's just yeah but you said this and they did something else and so i think that people see that like made wait a minute maybe maybe there are some things that we need uh to deconstruct you you said or, uh in our pre-production i didn't realize this but i i said you know i introduce you as a husband as a dad as a friend as a pastor and moved on, I said, yeah, you haven't written any books yet, just kind of joking around, and you said you're actually in the process of writing a book, or thinking about writing a book, or tell me a little bit about that.
0: Well, that sounds loftier than it is in reality. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of just writing my thoughts down, and it's for someone really close to me that I love and care for who yeah. is starting to throw uh, her faith out the window, and so I'm just kind of writing my own thoughts down. There's, like, if you go and look at books for people who are deconstructing, it's pretty much on two pretty extreme ends of the spectrum. One of them is like, here's why it's a great idea you throw this whole thing out, right? And I'm not going to offer that book to her. And then the other end of the spectrum is real clinical apologetics. It's like, well, here's why your doubts are, uh, you know, unfounded. And it's like, well, that's not really uh, um, connecting with the heart of this person that I know really well who's struggling with her faith. So, um. It's a family member that I'm just kind of writing my own thoughts down about faith for. Yeah. yeah.
1: If you had somebody that was deconstructing, and some of this may or may not be in those thoughts, but you know, if we do have a listener that it, that is deconstructing, especially coming from someone who's been there and has gone through that and seemingly, it sounds like, enjoys talking to other people that have, what advice would you give them?
0: I would tell them that what you are doing right now is faith. Hmm. And everyone else says it's not. What you're doing is faith. Um, work work it out in fear and trembling. Like, be honest with yourself. Uh, Jesus, Where did Jesus ask for blind faith? Where did he ever ask just like, shut up and just do what I'm telling you? Yeah. He didn't. And he, he hung with these disciples for every day for three years. One of them just straight up betrays him. Another one, Peter betrays him, yeah. like he denies him yeah. a couple times. Um, Thomas, of course, is like yeah. I, don't, I don't, believe any, I don't believe this happened. Like right. I need to not till I touch his wounds. Like he spent a lot of time with these three guys every day, right? With very different than than going to church every right. week. Like right. they ate Probably dinner. Probably closer
1: with him. to Jesus than some of yes. us are. Like physically with and, Jesus.
0: Yeah, and part of their journey of faith is doubt. Yeah, like what you're doing is faith. I'm sorry that the church tells you it's not. Yeah. Um, it is. And the way Jesus reacts to all of those people is in grace and relationship. Yeah. What's he do the first time he sees Peter again after Peter <sighs> denied? He makes him breakfast, right. dude. Yep. Come eat waffles with me. Yeah. He's not sitting there going, like, until you have a few key points figured out, and a few stances you've taken based on what I say is true. We can't be in relationship. He doesn't say that.
1: If we're being true to the text, I think it was fish, not waffles. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I just want to, you know... Waffles would have been better, man. It would have been I have a choice. to deconstruct he was, he that. He was, Jesus
0: was keto. Yeah. He was not doing the whole
1: thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about How about resources? I mean, you meant, it, it doesn't sound like you got a lot, because you said one's over here and then yeah. one's over here. I, did.
0: I, I would say, like, you need to go find... I know that most Christians out there are, are really uncomfortable with what you're walking through, but that, that's not all of us, man. Yeah. Like, you've got to find someone that you can yeah. ask these questions yep. to. Like, email me, man. Like, yeah. I don't... Even if you don't know me, you live on the other side of the country. Like, find someone.
1: That's team at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> <that>
0: Perpetual <laughs> losers. <laughs> at,
1: yeah. uh, we'll put a, a way to... I mean, we'll put a way to reach out in the show notes. Yes, yeah, do it. And, and so... Um, yeah, I, I would say the same thing, man. I would say if you're beat up on the church, if you're if you're deconstructing that, like don't 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 look for a building, don't don't look for um, uh, a model of religion, but find a person uh, that. In, in my look, I believe at the end of the day, if you're seeking truth, if you're truly seeking truth, um, I believe in my belief, right? Your, I know your belief is that. Um, Jesus is the truth, and I believe if you're seeking, you're going to find. But find someone who, who is actively seeking that you trust, that you believe, like, hey, they don't act like their life is perfect, mm. um, but they do have something to them, and there is something to their faith, and they're just going to love you right where you are and be willing to walk through this thing together and just see what God does. And,
0: and so. someone you can ask questions to who doesn't feel like they're, they're going to have all the answers all the time. Yeah. It's okay if someone... Like, find the person who can say, like, I don't know, man, let's go figure that out together. Yeah. Um, but don't, thro- don't throw Jesus out just because His people suck sometimes.
1: Right, yeah. Uh, so here's what I'm hearing. If I, if I kind of summate and highlight out here, uh, number one, man, deconstruction can be a healthy part of your faith journey. Yeah. So here are two guys that are doing their best to follow Jesus, to love their families well, to serve their communities well, who can say, no, 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 no. Doubt can be an incredibly important part. Deconstruction, if we want to use that word, can be an incredibly beneficial part of your faith journey. So don't hear anything other than that. Reconstruct. Look to reconstruct in a healthy way, but, man, engage this setup. of it. So that's one. The other thing that I heard at the beginning is if, if you're a parent or if you're a friend of somebody who seemingly is doubting, who is going through deconstruction, be really careful in in how you interact with them. Don't necessarily try to prove them. And you you can have conversations, but above everything else, love them. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, the Bible even says you should always be, uh, have a reason for the hope that you have, but it also says to do so with gentleness and respect. And those are all aspects Mm -hmm. uh, of love. So two things, embrace it. Uh, if that's your faith journey. And then two, let's make sure that we're loving people really, really well along the way.
0: One other quick thing yeah. that I'd say is key is you have to be honest with yourself. And so because of that, you have to, you have to construct something. Right. Okay. Now, now, my hope and prayer is that you construct a worldview and a way of life based on Jesus. I love that for you. I, yeah. It works. It's the only thing out there that I found that works. Yeah. But you have to construct something. And I think the one caution I'd give people who would say they're deconstructing is I, I, I meet a lot of people who say that, but what they're doing is they've been hurt by church because they put blind faith in it, and now they're just putting blind faith in something totally different right. like you're not yeah. you're not deconstructing the new thing you adopted right you know you're not te- you're not testing that as as rigidly as you're testing the faith yeah. you grew up with so I think that might be the one thing in retrospect I did well was like I'm not going to blindly accept anything dude i'm gonna i'm gonna dig in and like relentlessly pursue truth i'm not gonna passively accept anything
1: no that's good because the reality is it's it's very there's you mentioned the media and the things being dumped on us um there is a worldview right now that does say hey just whatever your truth is go find that thing and and that is something i would caution i probably would be in error if i didn't at least caution man that leads to a dark devastating Mm -hmm. place Mm-hmm. And so, be careful with that. Reconstruct something. Um, I'll say this: uh, I know that a lot of our listeners aren't, uh, might not be Christians, it might not be a part of a church. But our church uh, here at Hope, we just did a four-week series on deconstruction. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're interested in listening to two, three, four, you know, thirty-minute messages uh, in that, uh, feel free to engage. That we'll put the links to that in the show notes. we Would love to have you. Check out those resources. We'll make sure that we've got Ben's info in there as well. And then, of course, if you have other questions, man, hey, lean into this on deconstruction in the future. Or is it, how does, uh, what does spiritual health really look like? Please drop us some comments there as well. I'm going to wrap up with one last question for you, Ben. If you, um, and this is really just for our listeners to continue to get to know you a bit better, but uh, if you uh, could be anywhere five years from now in your life, what would that look
0: like? Man, I want to keep, I love, what I get to do as a job. Yeah. And five years from now, I wanna still be doing that and my kids not hate me for it.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's big.
0: That too is. many pa- too many pastors' kids out there who got burned. <sighs> so You're just a little close to home. Good here. dad and good pastor hitting would be the prayer close. man.
1: Yeah, that's good. And as always, thank you for the time together. Uh to our listeners. You know, our, our desire for our team here is to bring you hope in the real everyday moments of your life as it relates to this idea of deconstruction. Man, if you deconstruct down to nothing, um, the reality is nothing does not have an ability to bring life, does not have an ability to bring hope. And so uh, we're thrilled to be able to be a part Uh, of your journey and our hope and our desires to help you build something, reconstruct something in your life that actually can take you to a place of hope. Thanks for being along for the journey. If there's anything we can do to help you, please let us know. Love you guys. We'll see you in the next episode. See you then. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Hope in Real Life podcast. If this content was valuable for you, don't forget, like, subscribe, share. You never know how important it could be to bring a little hope into someone else's life. Uh, There's even a place here for you to comment. We would love to hear from you and hear your feedback. Until next time, let's keep sharing hope. Well, hello, Hope and Real Life family. We want to give you an opportunity to celebrate the true meaning of Christmas at one of our family-friendly Christmas Eve services. Now, I know you folks are all over the country here, but online at gethope.tv, we will have our Christmas Eve services at 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. We'd love to have you tune in and join. It's a family-friendly affair. Can't wait to see you on Christmas Eve. Having said that, if you are in or around the Triangle, we would like for you to be our very special guest. We have 20 services between December 21st and December 24th across four or five different locations uh, in and around the Triangle. So to find which location would best serve you, go to gethope.net slash Christmas. And that's where you get your free. They are free tickets, but it just lets you know which service to attend, and where there's space. Again, we'll put that in the, in the description, gethope.net slash Christmas. We would love to see you in person at one of our services on Christmas Eve. Can't wait to see you. Merry Christmas.